0: Let the bodies hit the floor, let the bodies hit the floor, let the bodies hit the floor, let the bodies hit the floor.
1: And welcome to episode 83 of the Raracy Podcast. My name, as always, is Jody. I am your host, And tonight, uh, we have the first of two Patreon special episodes. Uh, What do I mean by that? Well, it's quite simple. Uh, We have Patreon members, and they support us, so we want to bring them on the show and talk about what they want to talk about. Uh, It also happens to be the fact that Freddie is off-serving King Country in an undisclosed, very hot, potentially sandy location um doing doing his best for for the country so what better way to keep this hell this i was gonna say hell train that's something else Uh, (laughs) maybe it's not (laughs) this heritage um as we bring on uh two of our patreons um you've heard him on the show before it's the one the only the lovely garrett how you doing buddy
2: good good thanks for having me on jordy appreciate it
1: uh or anytime brother anytime like we said last time we Thought we'd abuse that that welcome, so it's all good. And from the northeast of England, which is near where the conversation is, uh, the man himself it is Mr. Paul Spuddy. Shaw. how you doing, brother?
0: Not bad at all. though. Cheers, running on. Well.
1: No worries, no worries. We're glad to have you guys on. Um, so we've done. I think we've done this with you before, Garrett. So we're going to start just to give our, our listeners a quick sort of uh, heads up of who you are. Just give us a little bit about yourself, what you do in the hobby, legions, that sort of jazz.
2: Uh, yeah, so um, uh, from uh, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, um, started playing Heresy uh, when Calth came out because uh, I could no longer uh, have an excuse that would work on myself anymore to not start a Legion. <laughs> uh, the plastic, uh, the plastic was the turning point for me. So I started a, a relatively small Death Guard army. And now, several years later, it's a massive Death Guard army. So, um, yeah. And uh, in addition to being a Horus Heresy gaming enthusiast and a and a fluff guy, I'm uh, I'm a podcast uh, junkie. So uh, Varangian I Horus Age of Darkness, Bot GT. Uh, the Heresy community is not huge where I am, and. I've really, i really taken to podcast because you can listen for a few hours a week or more than that, and you feel connected uh, to a hobby that sometimes hard to get games, hard to get people that you know are, have painted armies. So uh, yeah, I really love the podcasting thing and happy to uh, participate again.
1: Glad to have you, man, Spuddy. What about you, bud?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I was well, obviously I got into the heresy when the first red books dropped a good few years ago. But I've obviously been in and out of the hobby since the early 90s. Back in the like, second edition, third edition there, so... Got a few years of gaming on me belt and do the usual what everybody else does, Drop out about my 90s and Come back to it when I have a family, which is what happened there, so... But I have been... Like, I started off in the house with the Dark Angels standing on me for my 40k stuff just to get used to the rules. Then I know they went on to doing a space force army, which is probably about four and a half thousand price, With everything I've got right
1: now, which is very sexy looking, I have to say. Thank very, you very sexy much. looking. Well, both both armies, because I have seen pictures of. Both. They are very very sexy looking. So.
0: Oh yeah, well I'm redoing the Dark Angels now. We're starting off with a small zone with Palace force. So oh, nice. So
1: uh, just start doing them this week, but I
0: should really be finishing off some models. For
1: and do that next yeah, but we should all be finishing off some project or something we yeah. some we start. Such is life, man. You know, it's just, it's the way of the game. You just have to roll. That's it's, what well, it's, that's what events are for. They're just deadlines with you know painting requirements. That's oh that's yeah, what it is. Well, that's why I need
0: to get this get a couple of guys to finish BS I've got a, a company of legends event at the end of September there, so uh, I've got okay. a few bases to finish off for that and that's.
1: I need to get over for one of their events. So really, really.
0: Oh yeah. You should really short lived, Jordan.
1: If I can mate, I will definitely make it. Gary, You've got something coming up soon, haven't you? We're going to do. It. You got, you got an event coming up soon, bud.
2: Yeah, I do. So uh, next weekend, um, uh, September 13, 14, 15 in Markdale, Ontario. Um, one of the, uh, sort of venerable, uh, horse heresy groups in my, uh, province and, the uh, Kitchener Waterloo Horse Heresy Group is putting on um, a heresy camp uh uh in the same vein as, as Kimmel and, and RFI's uh sort of type of <clears throat> uh weekend long, you know, three days, uh rent a camp, uh drink a bunch of booze, play a bunch of games. I, I guess uh I guess the RFI camp is next weekend as well. So like I know, uh, AJ and Tay are going to that. Uh, that wasn't really in the cards for me this year, but uh, the next best thing is doing the um, Horse Heresy weekend or North, as they're calling it in Markdale. So uh, yeah, it's going to be an awesome time and sort of plugging away at the last few uh, hobby-related things I need to get done for that this week. And
1: uh, oh, that, that on... that's nice and easy because that leads on to my yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> seamless that was that was absolutely seamless <laughs> so what have you got in your hobby table
2: so uh i purchased um a large uh army uh death guard army to supplement uh my own already expansive army uh last year late last year from uh chris bergeron at the uh 500 worlds podcast he was yep. sort of getting getting rid of his death guard and i um was able to uh, come to a, a fair agreement with them and and I acquired a gigantic uh, bit of death guard the only issue was that um, all the infantry well not terminators but uh, all the um, power armored uh, stuff was on 25 so ah, uh, okay yeah. my um, my uh, obsessive compulsive nature I'm <laughs> sure we can all you know, uh, Warhammer guys can understand that to a degree. Uh, That wasn't going to do because, uh, you know, I I just wasn't going to run 32s and 25s together. So I've sort of got a massive rebasing uh, project going. And um, sort of as I I choose to bring uh, units that Chris had in his army that I acquired, I'm sort of moving everything over to 32s. And I have, it's actually not too much. I only have maybe 15 or 20 guys to finish uh before next weekend so um not not ultra not an ultra glamorous project right uh but
0: uh it's all all.
2: well yeah and it and you know it makes you feel good when you finish that unit because you know it's not going to bug you right everything's going to look correct and and uh and that's a big part of it i i you know, did some practice pickup games and I used some 25s and it just, something about it was not computing. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, not not a glamorous project, but a necessary one, I suppose.
1: I was going to say, I, I I not, how long, probably a week or so ago, I was going through my bits box for some terrain projects and I actually found uh, a 40K plastic marine, not the Primaris, but the proper marines, Ooh, shots fired! Uh, <laughs> that's, that's not my one per episode, so maybe that. Um, but uh, I found one of them on a twenty-five mil base, and I literally stood there for like a minute. So just looking at it, going, "There's something wrong with this." This <laughs> is like my yeah, brain. Was, I did was, right, was not
0: for myself.
1: Yeah, my brain was just not comprehending what the hell was going wrong, and so there's something wrong. <gasps> Oh, it's the base. Quick, took the base off. Fine, <laughs> I felt okay <laughs> at that point. So as long as the ba- I didn't have another base for it, as long as the base was off, I was good. So yeah, I totally understand how you, how you go in there. But like we said, hobby progress is hobby progress, man. And That's the important bit. What about you, uh, Spuddy? You say you, you're working on some?
0: Yeah, I'm working on some dark angels. I you saw metallic Force
2: mm-hmm. just
0: right now. I have also got some wolves on the paint tree as well to finish shop, but. I- the uh, GW texture base pants mm-hmm. just sort of matches up to the
1: rest of your uh, I was going to say are you working on anything fun mate it's
0: uh, just, just uh, for the Wolves it's a Leviathan and he does base on and the, nice. uh, the Dark Angels um, got a Deradio and two Fireman vet squads and some Notificators Ooh,
1: Notificators nice uh, for, with the Dark
0: Angels it might be a nice little have
1: to get on, with. Yeah, they are a tasty little unit. Uh, remember, you know, the book eight review they they stood out. They look like a lot of fun. Yeah, I've not
0: had a chance to playing them. yet. I made them earlier in the airport. I've only just started playing them. Uh, tonight. have done late last week. I'm playing the tax squads
1: right now. Yeah, uh, ta- tax squads are the are the uh, the tax literally the tax. Yeah, or, and, and, <laughs> definitely. Um, it's yeah. One
0: of the last year I want to play and review. Really.
1: Yeah. I remember when I started off my own warrior. What am I gonna paint first? I've got all this cool stuff. Get the troops out of the first. I I I I convinced myself that I I the <laughs> they weren't tactical marines. Biggest self lie ever. <laughs> <laughs> it worked, it got a painted, but still I, I don't think I've lied to. More than uh, no, I'm not going down that, that um <laughs> So, uh, so yes, yeah, so you got you both got some stuff on your plate there. I must admit, I've been what I've been working with recently. Uh, well, I'm working on a Titan commission at the moment, so I'm just cranking that out. Uh, rough couple of weeks recently, so that's that's been a little bit delayed, but uh, working on that and slowly progressing through my world eater. May have just made a few changes to what I plan to do with them. So I've got some uh, other bits and pieces in the pipeline. I also have a unit of our heavy destroyers being built as well. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward at some point to doing it. Um, I have no idea when I will do it, but you know, it's it's on the list of projects. So it'll show up at some point. It'll happen. <laughs> I hope (laughs) basically, you know, you never know. It might just happen. Um, So what we thought we'd do this evening, because um, I said, because it's a Patreon episode, I put out to to our patrons what they talk about because, you know, we, we have our stuff. We always talk about our events. Um, We've got, we usually have guests on to talk about stuff that's going on around the, the hobby sphere and, the community as a whole um, or we try and do one of our army specials or, or something along those lines but these guys support us and we wanted you to have your chance to put a voice out and um you know garrett you came up with a with a subject for us which, I'm talking about, which is what we're going to be talking about today. um so i'm going to be the the most gracious host i'm going to make you do some this one because I'm awesome like that so you're, you're actually going to take a little bit of the lead on this and we're going to chime in um but what is it you wanted to talk about give give everyone a chance an idea What is you came up with the idea to talk about
2: so the idea was sort of born of a conversation i had walking around a uh, 40k tournament a few weeks ago um uh i'm not a serious 40k player i don't really take the game seriously anymore uh the move to eighth uh took a lot of the seriousness out of the game right but um it is, a, it is a large event, uh, Capital City Bloodbath, that uh, Canhammer puts on in Ottawa every year in August. And um, a lot of my friends go. Uh, it really is an excuse to push around some models, uh, drink a bunch of beer, party, go to dinner afterwards, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I, I do go every year. Um, uh, I was walking around with a buddy of mine, Ben, from uh, Cover Slaves' uh, YouTube channel. A uh, little plug to the cover slaves. You should check them out if you uh, if you're not uh, in the know. Anyways, we were walking around, and one of the armies was an Ultramarine army, and it was like all of the new uh, repulsor grab vehicles. And we both sort of scoffed at it. I mean, both he and I are are fluff bunny guys. We you know we're 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 really invested into the fluff, and it uh, we had a we had a conversation about. Uh, how we felt about all this new influx of Grab vehicles into 40K and how, uh, you know, was it or was it not consistent with existing fluff? Did we Could we really buy into the idea of uh, this Tech Magos locking himself away, sitting on all this information, and then uh, opening the Pandora's box uh, on an order from uh, the great uh, Primarch of the 13th, it it we we talked about the grav vehicles. We talked about the fluff, and we we weren't really sure how we felt. I mean, the models were are 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 good models. They're interesting models, but to people that are involved in this very niche uh, part of of Warhammer, the fluff really matters. And and I just wanted to have a discussion about uh about grav vehicles uh, in the Imperium, sort of what the origins of them are um, uh, model, you know, the generations of models that have come out, uh, why they're sort of important to the IP, why they're, why they're iconic in the Horus heresy uh, and only a few short years ago, how they were uh, like a pretty bespoke sort of esoteric rare uh, vehicle in the 41st millennium. And now, you walk around a forty k event and you're inundated with repulsor tanks, custodes, jet bikes. Um, you know, the, not too long ago there was there was one imperial jet bike uh, ser- serving uh, the armies of the emperor, and now it feels like there are th- hundreds of thousands of them. So, uh, hmm. yeah, I, ju- I just wanted to talk about grav and, and get your guys' thoughts on. Uh, how you feel about grav and how grav has sort of changed as a uh, plot device, uh, models, uh, etc.
1: Cool topic. I like it. Well, let's let's get it. Let's get it started. I mean, let let's like you said, let's start where we we live and let's start in the fluff because I mean yes. that's that's where it's sort of that's where it's all from, right? That's where that's where we draw. I, I I feel confident in saying we, the collective we, as in the Heresy community, the mass majority of us draw from the fluff. It's an important thing to us. So, yeah.
2: yeah so the story really starts um, for, for Horus Heresy players uh, during the Unification Wars. Right, the Emperor rises up and and uh, and beats down the his rival warlords on Terra, and uh, those those wars are fought, uh, you know, with uh, with devastating uh, w- weapons of mass destruction, but. You know the 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 mass of the fighting is done by uh, infantry and things like proto dreadnoughts and you know what we could imagine would likely be you know tunneling vehicles, uh, tracked vehicles, wheeled vehicles. Uh, the the technology The technology existed, but it was not rediscovered. Uh, we're led to believe, if you look at at sources, that uh, grav vehicles were in were in widespread use during uh, the Dark Age of technology, but that technology was was gone by the time that the Emperor uh, conquered Terra uh, no such no such vehicles were in use um, it's debatable whether or not anybody save for maybe the Emperor and his his close cadre of advisors even knew that such technology existed so um, Step into uh, the early Great Crusade, you have the techno archaeologist Arkan Land uh, digging around on Mars, unearths a number of STCs, like the the Land Raider that bears his name and, and some other vehicles, but he also discovers uh, gravplate plate uh, STC. And depending on where you look, uh, de- depending on what sources you, you gather your information from, um, Vehicle STCs were found, and or uh, just grab plate technology. So it's debatable whether the land speeder uh, was on one of those CDs that he found, or <laughs> whether whether it was just the grab plate technology, and then the chassis was sort of built around implementing the actual technology of the grab plate. Mm. But uh, suffice to say. Um, the armies of the Emperor that were, were marching out and uh, fighting the fights of the Great Crusade started to implement these vehicles, uh, Astardes units and uh, also Imperial Army. Uh, you can only imagine the resources of uh, the Imperium sort of uh, triumphant, right? Uh, marching and fighting in the Wars of the Great Crusade, you really had a unified uh, juggernaut. So. Uh, when this technology was was found, it, you could imagine that it would very quickly be uh, implemented because the uh, the uh, the strategic and tactical uses of having uh, fast, you know, reconnaissance and resupply and fast attack vehicles would be indispensable to uh, the sort of uh, battles the Space Marines, and to a lesser degree, the Imperial Army would be fighting. Mm. So um, that was really the height of uh, of the grav vehicle, um, as we know as heresy players. Uh, you know, you have examples like uh, the jet bikes and, and grav tanks. Uh, I guess I should also mention that obviously uh, custodes uh, were an adopter and, and a heavy user of uh, of grav technology. Their their battle tanks, jet bikes, etc. Uh, and you even had legions that adopted uh, heavy grav reliance, you could call it, the White Scars, uh, obviously, and things like the uh, Raven Wing of the Dark Angels um, took, took this technology and, and put a heavy emphasis on it and uh, became uh, their sort of iconic uh, vehicles, right? When you think of the White Scars, you don't, you don't think of a guy driving a rhino. You don't think of a dreadnought. You think of a guy uh, doing Mach 2 on a jet bike, right? So, uh,
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's no arguments on that one. Um, I mean, I, I, like, I like the thinking on it. It's, uh, it's interesting. You raised a point while you were just talking there. I just sort of sat back and went, huh. I wonder if the Emperor was just a complete dick and squashed all this technology and just hid it away for a rainy day and just started sprinkling it back in. You know, this whole STC discovery. This is a conspiracy theory that will probably set JP off in some way or shape, I'd hope, um, at least. But just the thought of, you know, you say that the rise of the Emperor, uh, finding all all uh, all this information, just there is something about it that makes me go, yeah, I'm sure he knew where it all was in the first place, and he kind of put it away for a rainy day and then seeded the ideas to people. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm just no, not you, whole space, fasc- you know, in, in, into the whole cult of the space fascist thing that is the Imperial. No,
2: I, th- I think it's a fair point, Jody. I mean, the emperor is a very polarizing character, right? And it, uh, you know, as a traitor player and somebody who, uh, <laughs> who, who lives to fight the enemies of the emperor, uh, I, I, it's easy for me to imagine that, yeah, perhaps he did have knowledge of, of this technology and fighting his wars on Terra, perhaps he didn't want the technology to be widely available because he feared, uh, what the rival warlords would do with that technology. I mean, if you put, if you p- put a piece of kit on the battlefield, you run the risk of it falling into enemy hands, reverse engineered, uh, you know, even captured examples being used against you, uh, uh, it's entirely uh, believable that he had more information that he let on, and uh, and didn't want to implement uh, technologies during that war because he wanted to make sure he could win. Maybe he thought that he could, you know, he didn't need the land speeder technology, he didn't need grab plates to to win the unification wars, but he didn't want to risk implementing them because of the uh, repercussions of his enemies using them against him. So, I could buy into that.
1: What do you think, Spuddy? I mean, you're obviously outnumbered two to one, traded to the loyalist here, but do um, you got any take on that one? Well, I, I do think that I
0: probably did know about this tech because, isn't there like a techno barbarian clan you worked with during the yes. Uh, unification?
1: Yes, there was, uh, right. They
0: kept, they kept all the SCCs, didn't they? really?
1: I maybe be wrong, but I may be wrong, but I just all
0: of this is thinking that I don't know where I heard it
1: from I like your I
0: thinking know. though, but obviously, I'm sure they
1: would only deal with just the emperor Ah, see but, yeah so I, I I do agree with you that the Emperor probably knew all about this, and that's why he did it where he did it for maybe yeah i just i mean there's this it, it's a, I think there's i've got this general just this general thing. The Emperor for whoever or whatever he was, because this is we're not going to discuss the Emperor in that in that in depth. We're not tangenting that way, or other episode or series of episodes. However, um, there is something about the 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 character or the way that he gets portrayed, or at least what I pick up off him, that he's the kind of asshole to take this stuff, store it away, and then go, yeah, it's about the right time it comes out kind of like the yeah. like the Volons from um uh, is it
0: Babylon Volons? 5
1: Babylon 5 yeah it's like you're too young to have this technology you impotent Im- Im- minor race it's like yeah. the fuck do you think you are Says <laughs> <laughs> we can't have this shit we want glowy space weapons and ships that meld in and out without having to use jump gates that kind of <laughs> thing
0: yeah, um, definitely.
1: I just I just get that feeling and you know i I'm, yeah and the other thing is when you mentioned like CDs I just image of all the stcs being old aol startup discs
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly
1: the same but the same graphic but it's just stc written across the top Is <laughs> it <laughs> yeah that's
0: so funny that image
1: <laughs> i've got I, i've just yeah if there's graph people who, who are better than me and they hear this and they want to make it go i just want to see that image somewhere send it to, send it to stickers it would be amazing SCP is <laughs> AOL dial up CDs. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah. I mean, Spuddy, what's your thought? Of just when it comes to heresy, mate, what's your thought about? Do you have any thoughts on Grav? I mean, like um, Garrett was saying, it's like there are some really iconic um, units or legions that use it, White oh, Star being the main one. Um, yeah. And again, I think it's purely because we haven't seen enough of yet I think we'll see an amount of it in the Dark Angels as well at least I hope so oh yeah I'm hoping, this, hoping to see plenty more like Grav stuff when the
0: Dalton you know, get getting book because uh, with them being the first legion they had access to all the tech before all well, the other legions started coming about so it'd be nice to see them having some rare stuff but yeah the, the Grav stuff are just the
1: jetpacks in particular that's a for the look of the style yeah. and they.
0: Like the
1: traveling ones, they look really cool
0: compared to the uh, this is the plastic ones? Oh, as much yeah. as as much as they're a lot easier on the metal ones, to make the just the traveling
1: ones just look way cooler in all sense. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I can't disagree with you on that. I think they're awesome, uh, you know. <laughs> we we you talk about the white scars, Garrett I mean, we've just seen the the last month or two, the drop of last few weeks. Where they've dropped new stuff, and I know Pete Reese from Crusading Heresy has um, gone a bit all out on his white scars, the golden oh, yeah, yeah. bikes, and you know all that sort of stuff. And I mean, they're they're, they're variant the a speeder. I mean, they are. I guess they are. I would say they're probably the poster boys for Grav that I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: they, they definitely are. And uh, and it, it really plays to the theme of the heresy if 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 you compare it to uh, a game like forty K, uh, you see you see you see vehicles and technology that um, are uh, that just don't plain old don't work and don't exist in a modern Warhammer timeline. Like you have Volkite. You have more reliable plasma weaponry. You have some really, uh, some really special examples of of things, and you, you have you have grav technology right along with that. Um, it's a uh, it's something that makes the horse Heresy well that separates the horse Heresy gaming from from other uh, offshoot uh, Warhammer uh, games, right? Because you have you have the Imperium technologically at its height. I mean, mm. uh, before everything went wrong, right, with the heresy. Uh, All right, could,
1: depending uh, on you how you see it. it. <laughs>
2: or or, or correct, exactly, or correctly. i okay, an <laughs> <laughs> you, you have an Imperium that, uh, that has vast resources and is using uh, really uh, high-octane uh, technological sort of dominance to beat down the the filthy xenos uh, uh, scum that infests uh, the Imperium, right? Uh, loyalist Trader, We can all agree that uh, that filthy xenos deserve deserve nothing more than just Bolter and Flamer. Both,
1: uh, bo- bo- yeah, shell and fire. That's what they.
2: Yeah. So yeah. Um, uh, do you want to move into, uh, move away from stuff and talk about uh, maybe how model production maybe has been a big influence on uh, on the way that we uh, digest these Grav vehicles?
1: We can definitely head that way, but I, would, I just wanted to uh, pull out a little bit more about the, the background and the story of this stuff. Because you, you guys, you, you touched on um, how do I put this? Plot device 101 version of um Belisarus Call. Um you talked about him pre just as we were off streaming we were talking about Arkham these two rather interesting um different types of people. And I, w- I was looking back on the history of Arkham Land and reading over about STCs, and there's some really interesting stuff about when things were actually found. Um I mean it's like uh you can you can go and look at this on like the fandom wikis and stuff like that. It's not like pulling this out of the air anywhere but um they they, they talk about how the um uh the stcs for uh, were discovered by land for the for the grav and something called the land crawler which i quite like the sound of so i had a look at it it's basically it's a multi-purpose um utility vehicle uh which can basically have a um a battle cannon strapped to the top of it.
2: <laughs>
1: by the look of it, um, and it, it looks more like it, it's a, an agricultural machine. But it, again, it looks pretty cool. Um, just something that hasn't come out yet. Um, but looking back over STCs, like they found the ball the Bowl Predators STC during uh, M thirty, and you know, then you've got some other stuff that came up um, during the Heresy. Um, I'm just. Uh, it interests me that we talk about sort of like not only the the fact that this technology exists, but the people who discovered them and how they get implemented, I find is quite interesting because I don't know if you guys have. Um, I can't remember the name of the audiobook, but it's done by uh, ADB. And it's basically it's a short story. It's about 11, 11 to 13 chapters. And it's done in a reverse timeline. It's about a blood angel who um, pulls Arkham Land from Mars during the evacuation. Um, and it's, it's this... Why I'm interested in it is because Arkham Land is basically comes off as a, as a complete dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a complete mechanicum tool.
2: Um, He's probably spent too much time with the emperor, but anyways
1: Yeah, but the, the, and this is the thing. It's just like it, it's it's sort of it's interesting. You look into this, the mindset of these people because I, I I always as as a sort of a, a fan of the fluff when was, when we were talking about like back in the days of, of like original 40k and stuff. Like so even further, on, um, you know, this when this story started to get seeded out, it's like hearing about your heroes, about people like Lincoln or Churchill or something like that, these big, massive figures who have these great defining moments and things that they do, but if you actually got to know them, maybe they weren't the greatest people. Um, and it, I just found it interesting that that the land, a lot of his stuff w- was discovered or maybe seeded by the emperor, who knows what, um, was discovered, had such an impact this guy had such a disdain, almost disdain for the Imperium. <laughs> if actually go back and listen to him in the early some of these stories, he has an absolute disdain for the for the Imperium and, and what he's bringing to it or being forced to bring to it. Um, so I don't know if that has any relevance to the to the technology in and of itself, but it just it's just interesting to sort of go back and look at the all the story around this sort of stuff. What was the person yeah. like? What well, drove can- him to do this?
0: I just remember from Master Mankind, because obviously he's he's big in that as well. Yeah. And uh, obviously he's talking about bits and pieces, and he hates how it was supposed to be the Raider, not Land Raider. And they hated how they used his name for it. Yeah. (laughs) And stuff like that, instead of giving it a title to the Sport this sort of thing. Yeah. And and the fact that he made his own monkey,
1: Oh, I thought that was genius. That was just brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> he
0: made his own monkey. He was like, what? Yeah. I but mean, It's just
1: like. I yeah, know. It's just like. Yeah,
0: it's, uh, with that, and he's just. He's still got it all taught you totally backwards. And anyway, he can give them a tear what can kill somebody, sort of thing, instead of swinging from the tree.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's. 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 I just find that. I find that extremely interesting because it's. I also I find it interesting from the fact that the story writers have gone back and made this person part of the fluff, not just the tech, but they've made who he is and what he is and what he, what he does part of the story in a way that you can actually read and learn and experience a little bit about. And I don't see it having any impact on how you play the game in any way, shape or form. Unless you want to maybe go out and make yourself a Magos who looks like him with a monkey on his shoulder. Which I suggest people do. And it would look would very cool. cool. Especially, if, especially if you use the old powder monkey monkey from the Empire kit. Because yeah. I don't know why, but that just screams that he belongs on some sort of Magos model. Um,
0: and also give him a Grav Land Reader. Yes. Because he has that in Master my
1: Yes, he does. That's, which I that, think that, is cool. Yeah, and that and see now we're talking about fluff because that's that's what I'm interested in seeing. Is I didn't get and help both of you might, might be able to help correct. Was he in a Legion grav Land Raider? Was he in his own Gravland Raider, or was he in something that, to the Custodes?
0: No, it's his own land Raider, his own custom one, and it's as far as I can remember, all he
1: wants got grav oh, as so well. Now, See now that now I want him to be a playable. character. I see that Graf Latre. <laughs> in the
2: game. Just an agent, of, an agent of the emperor, maybe.
1: Yeah, I just want to see his legit, uh, his legit OG pimp ride <laughs> actually being part of this now, because that well, would be amazing. Do, hey.
0: You could do that with the mechanical rules with the what's their version of the land reader called
1: again? The oh,
0: the Explorator, uh, Explorator.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because you you can keep you can kick
1: battle with all kinds of weapons.
0: So yeah, see,
1: you see. could probably do that. is firing—that's what it's all about, man. It's all about cool ideas. Yeah. Damn it? Is love love it. That is not
0: hobby.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not already writing that down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not either. I'm over. I forget it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: no, I'll remind you just when it's the least appropriate time. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, um, sorry, man. Uh, sorry, I'm yeah, scared, dude. Tangenting—that's what I do. Um, But I just—I
2: think I think you bring up a good point, Jody. It's uh, who who I'd I'd love to know who came up with the original idea uh, for the standard template construct because as a plot device, you know, in uh, in Rogue Trader all the way through, through you know uh, what we do in the in the thirty first millennium and even into uh the 41st uh the stc and the and the um the the plot device that is the stc is is really to me anyways i mean i'm sure there's lots of people that disagree i really like those kinds of stories that 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 campaigns are fought worlds are burned uh millions of people are killed to prosecute wars because of a rumor of an stc that could be recovered and that's the thing like you may not have you may not know exactly what you're going after you could uh you could have very um cryptic uh sort of uh swiss cheese information and not know exactly what you're going after but you yeah. you eradicate uh a whole continents worth of people for the chance to maybe get that AOLCD that has something that's going to be of use—a new, a new battle tank, a new form of munition. It's just a really, just a really—I uh, don't know. There's something. There's something about that concept that uh, really appeals to me. Yeah, there's actually a story that I remember. It's a uh, going first
0: first only. Yeah, and that's basically about them trying to secure this STC. But one
1: wants to use it and bring it back, then go goes in, finds it's
0: been tainted and blows it up. Oh but man. There's a, there's a there's a whole thing going on, to where Imperial Guard regiments are shooting on themselves to stop them from getting to a sort of thing.
1: Oh, the madness, I love it. That's yeah. a, I mean I was I was literally what you were thinking to, I was remembering a story that I was told way back. Um, and it was about, and I found it here on the wiki, which I think, um, and because it's STC related, it's like unknown date M41. So an STC database template, a combat knife, was discovered <laughs> by two yeah. Astra Militarum scouts, provided sharper and lighter and tougher than previous designs. They were hailed as heroes by the Imperium for the discovery. They were each rewarded by being raised to no- Imperial nobility, and made planetary governors and this this combat knife is the knife that's adopted by thir- by like thirty chapters of the Adeptus Astartes. So it's like this is not this is yeah. I mean, for all the jokes of the the AOL CD, this stuff is serious. And it's like they literally, two regular. You got Bob and Jim who have just gone out on their their little you know sally forth out to find out find stuff, and they've come across an STC, and then suddenly they've just become imperial governors. <laughs> the, the, that actual that little
0: blur you just said there is actually from Personoid. It's that, the, the one, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's the guy who really wants STC. He's talking the gaunt about it. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what they're doing just for and knives. Imagine what they could do if it's something
1: bigger. You won't be a governor of your own world. You could be a governor of a whole solar system. That's kind that's probably deal. where it was because I remember we, I remember being now now you've now you've connected that for. I remember yeah. being told around the time the Gaunt's books were coming out, so that oh. must be... Oh, that's awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, no. Was... Over in the Heresy, my other favorite series is Gaunt's, Gaunt's books, and it's a, it's, a, it's a me and one I read the most.
1: Amen. Preach on that, man. I mean, uh, for 40K stuff, Heresy and the Gaunt's books. Definitely. Definitely oh, yeah. on that front. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're right, though, Garrett. I mean, STC's from a... From a narrative and gameplay and whatever point of view, STC is a great little plot MacGuffin you can have a mess around with and, and do stuff with. Um, and I think it's it, it's just interesting how they've been used by by GW and by the storytellers in GW to move things along and to do things. Um, and it kind of Kind of falls into the topic of discussion we talked um, a little bit earlier on when it comes to when it come, when it comes to like the production of models over time. That's one area, um, and it also I think plays in a little to uh, how to put this. more iconic it's a great plot mcguffin um for ways of iconic or individual things to be brought to a legion or to a chapter depending on when things are uh, to make it to make it give it gravitas to make it feel important you know what i mean
2: yeah, so um, I think I think it's really uh, again, like I said, I, I'd love to know who came up with the idea of the STC. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I and and he probably they probably took him out for a nice steak dinner after he came up with the idea. I don't <laughs> know if it was Rick Priestley or somebody else or whoever, but they probably felt great about themselves because if you think about it, um, the fluff needs to reflect what we're doing, what we're actually getting together and do and play games. And the fluff has to also reflect what we have access to purchasing and representing units on the battlefield. If we could imagine, like, not it's obviously not the way the Imperium is, but if you just use your imagination and picture an Imperium of man that had the ability to innovate and create technologies, it would be hard to wouldn't be impossible but it would be hard to uh make a connection between models coming out and what would actually be happening in universe from a fluff perspective but if you have this beautiful stc plot device the models come out and you immediately have a a narrative justification to why models would be uh would would be introduced to the system introduced to the to the universe it's because they literally found the thing that they can put into a computer and start producing these vehicles yeah so um like originally when when rogue trader came out and the, and they were moving into the science fiction this real you know ultra new science fiction ip the resources at games workshop were, were very small, you know, it's really a couple of guys in a store trying to figure out how to make this work. And they didn't have the vast resources they have today. Uh, I'm sure they sat down and came up with ideas and they were pretty, uh, pretty probably meager at the time in comparison to what they can do today. Uh, Think about that rogue trader landspeeder, that that stubby metal landspeeder, that came out. They they, the company wasn't in a position to make five or ten grav vehicle variants. You know they had the resources to make one grav vehicle, yeah. and you, you use the STC plot device to you know he was only a footnote at that time, but you have this guy Land. Literally found this technology, um, and 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 only this technology, and only this mark vehicle, and it went into production. And it's a it's a very neat, uh, tidy way of of writing your fluff for for a universe because um, the resources of the company from a model making side can be uh, justified from a fluff writing side because of the SCC plot device. It that, like technology doesn't doesn't spiral out of control, doesn't uh doesn't continue to innovate because that the means of innovation doesn't exist. It's the uh you skip right to an end result with finding an STC and then being able to produce and implement whatever the technology is. So uh when releases come out, very convenient to uh to write them in as, you know, war such and such by expedition fleet, so and so um you know burned a million orcs and found a CD and now they have uh a new super heavy tank or a new uh I don't know cruise missile you shoot from a thunderhawk or, or yeah. whatever it's uh it's uh it's really different too right if you look at 40k and compared to other science fiction franchises um, the stagnation of technology is is really interesting and the stc is uh you know we we don't want warhammer fought with sticks and stones we want our grav vehicles we want our fighter aircraft we want our virus bombs um but uh yeah really really uh ingenious the way that stc from a fluff perspective can sort of line up with the realities of model production from the actual company selling us our little toys you know <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I will tell you what, I'm gonna. Here's where I get. I'm probably going to be accused of shooting my own because the the one thing when it's it feels like when it's to over over retroactive, the pull something back in. it feels like it's it's like overshot the fluff perspective is what frustrates me just a touch. Okay, and this is my old neck. My old fan of fluff and things from a long time back and I'm sure somebody knows something I don't some we shot down if this is the case but I'm looking at again looking at the the SDC page on wiki, and I'm looking at Centurion you now the the 40k Centurion you know base marine within the space marine this has been sort of listed as being found in M36 so 4,000 years before the 40k universe that we know, and when they released this stuff out to the world, as I felt and saw it, it was like you've had these for years, and here they are. This right. felt too jarring. This is my this is my one complaint. It's like some of the things. It's like uh, what is it? I'm looking at the dark angels. Uh, Their Nephilim jet fighter. That was located in London. Date in. Okay, that works. Ish, you know, it's recent. It's something that may not have been seen on a lot of battlefields until now. I can work with that. Four thousand years feels like a big gap to fill in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's yeah. a minor It's a minor pick, and I I will say it is a minor pick on a very very well used. Fun enjoyable plot device, and like we've said, you know they've rewarded guardsmen for finding uh combat knives, and I've literally fought campaigns over them before, so i mean it's <laughs> it's not a it's not a bitch it's not a i'm not being salty, this isn't my one person. this is most definitely a it grinds a little,
2: <laughs> yeah, I would echo that i agree i mean uh I don't think you'd find many uh, 30K players that really like that Centurion suit. It's kind of goofy. Uh, the first time I saw it, I thought it was a fucking joke that somebody had had made on Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even like, it's it's sort of the way that, that models, like when you see a new model, I don't know, imagine a lot of people are similar. Whenever I see something new, it doesn't really resonate until I see... Like by its nature, a model's a, a three dimensional thing, and it helps to see it from all angles and actually hold it in your hand or look at it in a case. when you see just that first picture of a model, I always say to myself, "Ah, it doesn't look great, but I'm sure like I'll change my mind when I actually see it and in most cases, that's true, but that Centurion suit is just so dumb like when you have when you have something like the space Marines, which are so cool and like you you have in universe dreadnoughts that are so badass you know you take a guy that's ah. virtually dead stuff him into a big armored suit and he continues to fight why yeah. do we need this middle ground dumb walker thing like it's anyways now, now see, <laughs> joking,
0: my,
1: sodium, I, my
2: sodium levels are starting to rise yeah. my heart's beating faster but i told yeah. you
1: it happened brother. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. It is a bit of a it's a bit of a sticking point for me, and it doesn't ruin my day, but it yeah. makes me just shake my head. They could they could have brought those models out and said, you know, uh, just like I said earlier, prosecution of such and such war by such and such forces came up with this new war suit, and now it's available to the space interlegions. Don't go back and tell me that it's been in use for four or five thousand years. I'm pretty sure I've never seen one, and I probably would have if they had been. So, yeah, it's uh, don't. It could, and a big part of this, a big part of this hobby too, is um, is having a laugh, but, but playing games and feeling like you're a part of the universe. That you make your choice of what army you want to build and and who you want to play with. And I'm sure we've all had games where. You know, you get that you get that opponent that's of the same mindset as you, and it feels like you're almost playing a historical game, and uh, and you're in a in a small way forging a bit of the story. Uh, it kind of it kind of tramples on that when when GW tells you, oh no, uh, you know, you should have had more centurions in your game. They've been around yeah. for ages. Well, fuck, no, they haven't actually, but. I guess you're telling me they have. It's yeah. it's oh, a sour spot for me too. Yeah. We'll have this whole squad for the changos and the kiosk guys after.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean it's it, yeah. Anyway, we, we we could go down that
2: route.
1: Yeah. So let's not go that direction any further than I've already taken. Um, I mean just sort of going back to the point earlier we talked we talking about like what what was available to what is available and how that's changed in regards to the the story. I mean, you know, there was a point you had the 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 beautiful. I mean, I, I used to have one, the, the old metal land, uh land speeders. Um but there was a point where you could build your own and you had the uh the shower gel speed which was just amazing. <laughs> and everybody yeah. had one because it was so cool because you could build well, a speeder grav tanks. Basically, you could build your own grav tank, and it was this, this uh, beautiful old build, uh, set of rules in a white dwarf, and you could build them, and they, they were beautiful. Um, but like you said, as as the company developed and moved on, and casting technologies moved it moved on, um, and I think like like we said that there's with the change to to eighth there's the the big the big push to sell a, a, from a business point of view simply sell new stuff i mean the the yeah. jump from the jump from s- sort of standard marine to primaris marine to bring in true scale how have you um, that's one method bringing in new vehicle types which play differently on the on the gaming, uh, gaming surface is another one Actually, meeting people's desires because I know I always hated the fact that the Elder had such fast-moving grav tanks, but they were Xenos. It was kind of their shtick. They had them, but it was like oh, that would be so cool. Why can't the Imperium do this? And now they've got them. So But it just feels like there's this sudden—I don't know. The, you put it a bit better than I—I I, I am now. But it was like this sudden this rush of we've now got the ability to push out these larger kits with the details that we want so we're going to bring this back
2: yeah and um, and just from a wanting to sell models perspective i mean the idea of i mean tracked, track tanks are cool i'm i'm a treadhead i'm a tank guy i'm an armor guy i, I love track i love tracks I love track oh, yeah armored vehicles um but you know a, a tank that that flies literally flies around is just from a, from a cool sci-fi place is is gonna sell models it it's a cool idea to me you know like uh there's no there's no uh, it's no mystery why we are now seeing um an influx of new grab vehicles inserted into 40k they're kits that sell like i was saying walking around that event there was there was a couple armies that were just all grab vehicles they had a little bit of you know embarked infantry and a couple characters whatever but you know the i think those kits are are money makers for them uh by the very fact that they're just a really neat kind of idea whether whether or not you you like the specific aesthetic that they're going with um, your average dude, like you're not not to say that 40k players are are not in tune with fluff and sort of the legacy of the game. I mean, a lot of them just aren't right. They're they're not they're not super uh, concerned about.
1: Uh, it's not the minor
2: points. Yeah, it's it's not it's not one of the major things. It's not it's not one of the major things. They they, they like their cool stuff. They like to play yeah. the game. Grab vehicles are going to sell um and that's just that's just a fact and just like you were saying with the with primaris marines um they have to make choices about how they want to implement that into the fluff um the primaris thing to me was was a touch inelegant the way that they did it it could have been a lot worse it could have been a lot worse right it could have could have been really dumb it was just sort of okay, in my opinion, how they did it. Um, you mean
1: like age of Sigma about? Or-
2: yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's oh, uh, there's lots of examples uh, of of things of, of stuff that they fucked stop up. Stop trying to be right. stop
1: trying to be political.
2: <laughs>
1: this is but, not the podcast um, of political
2: But I think it does matter. I think it does matter. I mean, this is a Horace Heresy podcast, right? So it does matter mm-hmm. to. To us and to people listening to this this podcast about uh, the universe in in which we inhabit through our gaming, Um, and and it bothered me when I first saw uh, these repulsor tanks, and now there's more variants of them, and they're very prevalent in play. It it bothers me to a degree because you're taking something that was uh, that made the universe unique in a way that. The, the the technology there is no innovation. Uh, you 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 fought, you fight tooth and nail to to steal back this technology, uh, and then GW introduces a character that is notorious for his innovation, like this Belisarius call guy. Uh, they should just like he, he he seems so amazing. They should just rip that corpse off of the golden throne and he should sit there. I mean he redesigns the Space Marines. He's responsible f- he redesigned the bolter for Christ's sake. I mean that offends me as a Death Guard player. I don't need your bolt rifle. I've had my phobos pattern bolter for
1: ten thousand know, years now.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't need your fucking bolt rifle. Anyways it uh again I, I feel feel my sodium levels just
0: pounding <laughs> out of my ears
2: but uh well, he's, yeah, he's doing no. stuff like that since Wolf's been in the heresy novels where he was yeah. operating on himself when he wasn't supposed to
0: change himself up to be a better Negos better, uh, or whatever he was back then. So he's always been like, messing about with stuff that he shouldn't be messing around with.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel. They, they build him as, as an innovator... In an IP where innovation does not exist, and he sort he sort of breaks the rules. Yeah, I suppose it's it's up to the individual person whether or not they really enjoy that direction. I tend to think it smears um, established, you know, quote unquote rules of the universe. It doesn't really resonate with me. But at the end of the day, I mean, GW needs to sell the models. They need to. They give their writers. You know, they they must. They must plunk down the the drafts of whatever models are coming out, and they task them with uh, coming up with a way to explain them. Right? So, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it's it's not an easy task. It's not. It's a very thankless task. But I just think. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, it I, is. I just found it. it it's. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's there's so much we can about down every direction on this one. I I mean, it's oh yeah, it's a it's an epic. Um, I mean, I think it's what what frustrates me is the the. I don't know. Okay, this is this is where I could be completely, you know, reading things in a time of I would have said there was more, maybe not innovation, but definitely requirement for technologies that would make the legions more constant, more specific, useful. Um, or versatile, however you want to see it, um, back in the, the heresy era. And suddenly we, are, but only now we're seeing, you know, like land raiders with grav tracking. But we have the chaos, well, not the chaos, the the custodies which have massive amounts of grav technology, yeah. you know, the, the grav tanks and everything in the heresy. Um, but it's not out with the legions. And there has to be a reason for that i either there's a there's a background reason like it's too expensive it's too, it's still it's too hard to reproduce. I could get it if it was a case of you know once Mars fell then it wasn't available fine but then it you know you still have a lot of the things available that were in legions what as soon once, once Mars fell anyway not an answer um I don't know. There's just something about it. And then in in the future, but it's appearing in a way that look, we've just either we've just created it. That was the thing back then because it was discovered. The land raider was discovered back then. And then for some, do you get where I'm going? I know. I'm, I know I'm yeah. rambling a bit, but it's just, it just feels. I don't know. I, I get frustrated. I'm frustrated by it. I'm not sure how much I'd like to see like grav land raiders and stuff like that in, in the heresy oh jesus um in the heresy but um i don't know now that they exist in 40k i would kind of like to see them to be fair. maybe they will show up i don't know but um i don't know what what do you guys got, got any thoughts to, i'm rambling help me help, help the listeners. <laughs> well, but there's something i'm trying to say something but i don't know
0: I always thought like, the Custodes was like on the same pole with like, the First Legion, where the Emperor just gives them whatever tech they wanted from the, the uh, terror stores and mm-hmm. the flow. So maybe that's why they, they've got the abundance of grab, because it, it's a different type of grab to what the Mechanicum does.
1: Fair. That's a very fair point. I but, think uh, that could be a very, very smart re- reasoning.
0: But the whole thing with like, getting battles. With uh, coal being shoehorned sure in, it's a bit. But the China now say that it. It was tempted with the rare god when they did the the Raptors. Yeah. That was like the first time, possibly when the prime minister might have showed up, but the lesions, uh scuffed it from. something I was reading. But like, I, see, I don't know if that was from an official place. or Anyway, it was. I just was reading it somewhere, and it was top. Done. I was like, oh. I never really thought of the Raptors being like the first prototypes for the Primaris guys. Yeah, but it's still,
1: like that. that's completely new to me, and that's another way another yeah. to go down.
0: But it, it's just one of the things, it's just. I can see why they're wanting to shoot on everything because it gets them so over the kits a lot like, quicker, oh, that's for certain.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been on record on the podcast having talked about Arkham Land being, uh, not Arkham Land, Belisarus Cole being shoehorned into playing. It's basically a separate novel they could have written and left it out and it wouldn't have, um, not yeah. sullied, but it wouldn't have had an Im- be attached so directly to the Heresy uh, in the way that it's, oh, this guy go- moves around and learns all the stuff so he can get oh, yeah. and he gets out and in 10,000 knowledge of all things to do all things it's like, yeah
0: because both storylines don't like cross at any point really other than they get see the battle raging outside the windows on the
1: station yeah and it's you know, I find I found that as a as a as a reader with um, but again that was I feel like I'm knocking the writers because they've probably been it's oh, I, I love
0: the we book Is this quite being two separate ones I, I reckon
1: yeah, it'd be another one like uh, oh, I can't name the uh, fuck, *Mechanicum* the book. Yeah, <laughs> just the actual story about Mars. There we are. That would help. Um, yeah, there or do something to *Legion*. Maybe those lines where you have yeah the human perspective on the outside and that it happens to be cool. I, I right. that could be an
2: appropriate
1: much. Yeah
2: yeah i'm not a i'm not a huge fan of call appearing in that book either i mean it's it's an ob, it seems obvious to me that uh they inserted him into that book to um in a way sort of validate the character in terms of what he's doing in a modern sense i mean yeah. if you put if you insert him into that novel you along with appearing in a Horace heresy book uh you know you you it's almost instant credibility, right, or at least that's what the hope is of putting him into the book is that you you make him you inter, him. you integrate him into the story and then uh his actions are sort of validated um i guess so yeah, yeah and, i and 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 to a point uh, like you said before jody uh earlier um were you sort of calling into question whether or not the emperor Perhaps had access to this grav technology and, and kept it under wraps until it was quote unquote discovered on Mars. Um, the custodes are going to get are going to get all the toys, right? They're his personal guard. He is not going to keep anything from his custodes. Um, yeah. he has he has a track record of of being suspicious of his men, right? Like he he called the Thunder Warriors because. He deemed them, he deemed their mission complete and they were only going to be nothing but problems for him. And he wiped them out. He sort of, he sort of continued along the same way with his space Marines. The space Marines were, were created to, to, you know, reconquer the galaxy. They were largely successful in doing that, but he had obvious issues staring him in the face. You know, the, the world eaters, uh, various discontents, um, he could yeah. see that, you know, they, they, were, they were made to be his soldiers that would follow his orders, but their loyalty was not absolute, and he knew that.
1: Well, um, he, had a, he had a definite... It's
2: perhaps, you know, our, I could picture Arcan Land showing up to the Emperor's office and saying, I got loads, I got a whole fucking CD booklet full of shit that we can roll out to the Astartes and the Emperor saying, ah, uh, no, 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 but give them to my household guard you know i could, we could yeah. use that grav tank i'm not giving the space marine legions a main battle tank that utilizes grav technology because when it comes time to call that legion or or to or to to execute a handful of legions i don't want to fight those things i want to fight their sakarans i want to fight their predators and i want my guys with the grav technology yeah. right like yeah. he it was no mistake that he sent uh, uh-huh. that he sent custodes to prospero along with the space wolves along with along with you know a, a vast host he wanted an advantage he knew the he know he knew the thousand suns didn't have main battle tanks that were that were grav capable um so yeah I, I could definitely see him withholding technology he uh he withholds all kinds of things from people he's he's really a pretty big well galaxy's biggest dickhead. He's uh, he withholds love from his sons and he withholds uh, the fancy tech from his soldiers.
0: Yeah. The I think it's was... into that
2: in Master Mankind that as well because Arkham
0: had been searching in the catacombs beneath either Mars or Terra looking at all this old tech and yeah. categorising this sort of thing. And that's why he was pulled up to uh, held out because he knew about all this tech to help the new mechanical make, make that a uh, the war machine woman. Oh yeah, the
1: the the specific. Oh, Is it or
0: something?
1: Yeah, I know the 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 very the very special AR. Yeah. And
0: but it's... then
1: go goes rogue anyway.
0: Yeah, goes go rogue. So <laughs> there's the end. not wanting the
1: tech get out, but it does get out and ends up in the wrong hands. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's yeah. yeah it's it's interesting because see now you've got me thinking about talked about off air and i was gonna sort of try and find a way to get to is and we've, we've already touched on it it's like the fact that they're that the legions are majoritively slower and uh, less technically advanced than the customs yeah um because that like we said that's where we see the majority of the of the more advanced scrap tech and I think you nailed it on the head there with the um with the fact that basically the Emperor might have just up up-kitted his his own dudes I mean they were the ten thousand before the backdoor um shenanigans. Yeah. And ten thousand uh ten thousand custodes, give or take, could probably take a few legions without issue, or at least a legion, if not whatever. Um and then you give them the one-up advantage faster, less encumbered by terrain. Um, you know, and then they have these I mean, if we're just talking like on the tabletop, the rules for a lot of their weapons are much more advanced, uh, much more impactful. So I mean yeah, yeah you could see, you could see the end game there. that this is why you don't see a lot of it, that the end game is actually, once we're done. Yeah. we are going to keep around the ultramarines and maybe the blood angels, but everybody else is toast. And
2: yeah, the Emperor was never going to conquer the galaxy back in the, t- in the time frame that he did so quickly without the space marines, but I don't think that he was ever blind to the fact that using the Astardes had inherent risks, yeah. and that he yeah. may not have known exactly how things were going to play out. I'm pretty sure the way that they did with you know, the nine full legions turning is pretty much like a nightmare scenario. It's like the worst way that that could happen. But he, I think he was always prepared. Well, he, you know, we don't have any details, but the two missing legions, you know,
1: they were
2: were destroyed utterly um, because I think he was prepared to be able to destroy a legion if one needed to die. And I think he... He, you know, carrying that into the last days of the Crusade and and the the early parts of the heresy, he doesn't abandon that. He's always ready to be able to, you know, like if the thousand sons were not able to magically teleport away, they would have been killed to a man.
1: Yeah, definitely. That legion
2: I mean, would have been another dead legion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we've there's there's a deep state thing. We just are, I don't know. There's there's definitely something. I think, I think we, we need to get our uh, standard issue tin inform- <laughs> and, go, and go deeper on this. But uh, it does, because I, I was literally, uh, like I said, I was thinking, why don't they? they, they the Marines, the, the Legions are technically slower moving when they don't have You think about the practicalities. If you're on a surface fighting a battle outside of air support, moving drop pods, um, you've got tracked vehicles. So you're bound by the terrain. But yeah. if you've got grab vehicles, you're far less bound by the terrain. Um, and that makes you the, uh, much more agile. I mean, it's, uh, it got me thinking about when I used to play 40k against how much I used to hate in 7th edition um, Eldar, you know, wave serpents with wraith guard that have deflamers sort of going zip, turn, pop, out, dead. But yeah, that's definitely. that's what happens when you've got grav you... across and go fuck you guys like we care. Yeah, skip it. <laughs> I, 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 maybe we touched on an end game here. I... <laughs> well,
0: yeah, well, I bro, like it. He always had like an end because he was only going to keep three legions, wasn't
1: he? Some I don't know about numbers, but I think I mean it was
0: I think it was the Salamanders because also they were the most human. Yeah. And I think it was the walls, because obviously they were the... They were the... instrument, yeah. 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 And I'm sure... Was it the Alpha Legion Because they were like the...
1: Like Did the, the old, undercover coppers, maybe, sort of thing. The old secret police sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure... I mean, I, I always thought that... The, okay, again, we're sort of diverging from our, our GravTech talk here, but um, I always I always got the feeling that... The way the Ultramarines turned out, they, I mean, the way that I read them being um, read, when I was reading, like, um, uh, Unremembered Empire, um, uh, Mark of Kalth, those sort of books, you get the impression of the Ultramarines. Gilliman was very clear to state they are, they're not just warriors, they're statesmen. So I always got the feeling when I was looking at it going, like, how would they, once the conversations came up of what would happen once the galaxy was um, was actually, you know, taken over and conquered, well, you've got an entire legion of r- roughly an entire legion of statesmen just sat there waiting. There, there's, you know, you've just been decommissioned from soldiers to planetary governors.
0: Golf
1: course. yeah basically <laughs> um, it just it was that's that was my general feeling about the ultramarine so I, you know I don't know what what the idea was but I think it's just I don't know it's it just sparked something in me that there is uh-huh, yeah there, there there might be an endgame there or maybe we're giving everybody way too much credit um, <laughs> and we're, we're making our own fluff here I like it either way I think we've done good. <laughs> I think we've done good with, with our own way on the side. I don't care. That's, that's all work. That, that all works. Um, oh, Lord. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't... Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to get stuck here if I'm not careful because I'm going to get stuck in a feedback loop on this one. Um, is there anything else that, we wanted to, that sort of stands out in regards to Grav as a, as a tech... I mean, not just. I mean, vehicle grav is 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 an obvious one, but grav weaponry as well.
0: That's yeah, that's changed one. a lot from the heresy to the like the forty yeah. year timeline.
1: It really you has. Don't has have
0: it. A, you don't have the grav uh, looks bombardment of the Vipers in the forty year for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean that's 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 one thing for sure. I mean, the I mean, we talk about technology. I the relic items, as far as I know, when it comes to 40k, I don't know... I put my hand up, I don't know 8th edition at all, I'm not going to try and pretend I do. Um, yeah. But, again, it's one of those things where Grav was so... as a weapon was extremely prevalent, if you think about it.
0: Yeah, you can take it... Enough.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've got... It's a vehicle mount... Well, you Literally, almost every vehicle can take some form of mounted Grav weapon. I might be wrong, but I think it's a pretty wide option, from speeders to javelins to right pintle mounted options on rhinos and super heavies. You can kit most special units that can take special weapons with them. I think, um, or at least a large number of things like definitely breaches, veterans, um, assault squads. I think I'm not sure. Shoot me down on that one. I don't have my rules in front of me. Um, so it was, it was again, another very prevalent thing. And then it just sort of, once the the technology for transportation seemed to die out, the weapons died out as well. Yeah. So it it doesn't seem to be um, independent technologies. It seems to be something wholly connected. Does that make sense?
2: Well, you see, I think you see a lot of, um, there is a pretty big disparity between the way grav weapons operate um, in uh, our rule set, as opposed to 40k, uh, mm-hmm. but also in games like Necromunda, like I uh, I run a Dalak gang, and they oh, have access yes. to grab, grab Love weapons. You brother. Yeah, Dalak <laughs> yeah, all the way, baby. They have access to grab weapons from their um, their house uh, equipment list. So, um, and the way that the mechanic works is is a bit different. You can see that there's similarities, but it, it it's sort of a funny weapon. There isn't. It's almost like um there's different technologies that play there
0: Mm. and it's
2: not all sourced from the same uh core technology i think there there's different ways that uh quote-unquote grav weapons are built and maybe what they do Mm. it's also kind of a funny a funny weapon to envision being actually used like right we're talking about a science fiction game that has all kinds of crazy ass weapons, right like living fire and and stuff like lightning cannons and and even even like a melt gun like
1: yeah gun so,
2: so crazy like the technology there's no there's no real world analog to that and and the grav grav is sort of another example of that what does a grav weapon look like when you shoot it out of a grav gun what does it look like when it explodes you know like what uh it's just sort of fun to think about things like that and and uh and yeah did did are the roots of grav weaponry rooted in the rediscovery of the grab plate technology that you'd use on a vehicle or or is it a, a totally divergent, um, is the only similarity in name alone, right? Is it, Yeah. Ha, or have they weaponized the technology behind grab plates to stuff into a rifle and shoot it at somebody? Like that's kind of a crazy thought also.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it does, it's just solely interesting to see where, I mean and the other thing that we've talked about we've been talking about grav as far as the legions are concerned you know there's there's you know the difference in grav when it comes to mechanicum as a whole i mean they they've got um what what do they or what do they have or what have do they have that they haven't shown as far as you know um, when it comes to um, to grav and other tech um, i mean i've i've on the tabletop i've Face my fair share of Mechanicum, especially when they've got Flesh Bane Flamers and stuff like that, which are just oh, painful. Um, they hurt. They hurt a lot. Um, but, you know, there's there's a whole lot of uh, stuff out there. I mean, like you've got um, the stuff on the. Um, what are we looking at? On Knights, Graph Weapons on Knights, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming yeah. up here, um, uh, as a main thing. I mean, it's. It's really interesting As I say it was just well the when the the sort of a, the the it disappeared the grav use of Grav seemed to disappear it was either when custodies disappeared and then it just seemed to filter out fitter out into whatever or or something happened to sort of reduce it, but it didn't and then it's come back with a vengeance um in this in this later time um I don't know I, I there's an idea here and I can't quite, forget, but there's something there about it and it's just it's just i just, to see all of the options that are out there and then like you said got xenos tech as well you know the Eldar are whizzing around at this point even you know at, at some point with their warps uh, with their wave serpents like that that have their own gravel andy Grav, um So I mean, yeah, it's not a singular technology, but it is, it is interesting to see evolved and and moved in and out of the, in and out of the, the, the world, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, for sure. I I would, uh, I would, uh, agree that I I like, I want to, I don't play Mechanicum. I, I, I dread playing against Mechanicum. They... (laughs) push my shit in every time i play them um <laughs> yeah but no, it's so fun it's so like just strictly being in a Stardust player it's still so fun to me to see new mechanicum stuff coming out because they're so unique and uh even like the new armature knights that were just uh i guess they are available now but uh yeah you know you started welcome. to see those new armature kits and these weird weapons and even before you you finish reading the article you're wondering what are those guns and like you know <laughs> yeah. like there i think i think we all want this game to to continue for years to come I, if if that's the case uh hmm. i think we're going to be treated to a lot of really interesting stuff uh from a mechanicum perspective as far as new vehicles and infantry and all kinds of crazy ass shit
1: yeah, I mean, because, yeah. here, I, I, okay, here's the thing. I, this is where my lack of 8th um, holds me up, and maybe you guys can help me on this one. With the the current, um, uh, it's the Repulsor, isn't it, if I remember rightly? The, the that primaris, primaris, yeah. primaris, primaris Repulsor. Repulsor. Yeah. yeah, that's, okay, with the current Primaris Repulsor. Now, when it comes to the story, is this a whole new STC that's been discovered, or has Land uh, has um, Belisarus Collier just basically gone? I know this tech. Let's just bolt it to some land raiders. Is, well, is, is sure. that?
2: Yeah. So I, I did a little bit of reading on that. Um, uh-huh. To me, it, it's not clear whether or not it, it's a it's an STC that was discovered. I think it's hinted at more that that call uh took existing uh grav technology and and innovated and and sort of created his own uh vehicle. So I could be wrong. There could there could be some thing somewhere that says that it's based off of an STC. But Mm -hmm. um like the way the way that I understand STCs, you know, you have your, you know, for example, Sakarim Battle Tank and contained within that STC is is all the, you know, pertinent plans to make that vehicle. And such an STC does not exist for the Repulsor. He amalgamated a whole bunch of different technological uh, points, connected the dots, and created his own vehicle. Because, Because he is sort of celebrated as this one in 10 million innovator that is able to understand technology... And sort of make it work. Uh, the whole theme, right, is that they don't know they don't know how it works. This thing tells them how to make it, and it works. But yeah. he's he's able to create the vehicle, which you know gets back to uh, a bit of a sticking point for me because it does sort of trample on on uh, one of the the prime themes of the IP. So
1: yeah, okay, that's fair right, because this is sort of what I was what I was sort of building. My thought of okay, let's just take the fact that this is something that could have existed back then. I mean, technically, it did with his own custom pimp ride. Um, but this taking this out of the equation is there anything that as players would like to see in the heresy for the legions or that is, let's say, that is GravTech? tech? Is there anything that comes to mind that's like all we'd like to see? So I like even even after what we've discussed, just as a player, just as a hobby, is to go. I'd like to see that. Is there anything either of you could could think of that you'd like to maybe see there?
2: Go ahead, Spuddy. <laughs> I, I'm just
0: I'm, I'm just blanking myself right now. I'm trying to think myself. Uh, I mean, it's not an easy one. Yeah, definitely something interesting. Me before the Dark Angels Raven, maybe. I think that would be cool.
1: Yeah, I like that. No, I'm, but I'm
0: not sure how to go about it because obviously they've they've got the land speeders in forty k in that. Mhm. But maybe a maybe a troop, troop carrier.
1: That could be cool. I like but that for the non-bike ones. Yeah, I
0: think that would be nice to see. Like.
1: That's pretty cool. So sort of sort of like the. Maybe something akin to like the, the rhino they've got now in forty k. Yeah,
0: something like that. Yeah,
1: some sort of ish like maybe not a grav Spartan, but some somewhere or something like that in
0: last you know, that of... nice.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's actually that would be pretty <laughs> fucking pimp to be. <laughs> um, sorry if I just stole your idea. That characters something But yeah, I mean, I like that idea. I mean, I like. You an... came up with. Specifically for the um, Dark Angels as well, because I think that's kind of nice. Yeah, just it's...
0: with the waste cars getting their own travelling land speed, I think it would be nice. Something for just for the Dark Angels side,
1: yeah, I'm, not, I'm behind you on that one, um, Garrett. Any thoughts now, bud? Or uh,
2: yeah, call me old fashioned, but <laughs> I like I like the Star Days uh, vehicle pool sort of as it is. Okay, um, I. I'm not a I'm not a glory-seeking flyboy. I really don't have really don't own any grab vehicles, right? Fourteenth Legion, uh, we're just sort of boots on the ground and 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 tracks digging up the earth. Uh, that's all. That's all I really need. And and uh, as far as just selfishly uh, wishlisting,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, I don't really see a big need for you know like a a main battle tank that's grab that's a, that's Sort of mass produced and available to all legions. But the idea of, and, you know, Dark Angels just around the corner, right? They're going to be featured in the next book. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't rub me the wrong way if the Dark Angels had, um, you know, something of their own, some, some Terran, uh, grav vehicle that as the first legion they, uh, they used and then kept from other legions it's it's with it's it caters to their nature right if they Uh, had
1: something yeah yeah if they
2: they had something uh that they could keep from somebody else i think they would take that opportunity and do it they they want to be uh the you know well they are the first legion but they want to be celebrated as the finest of legions and i think if they had a you know even a few squadrons of a a really uh like a relic vehicle from the dark age of technology that the emperor gave to them, they yeah. wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't share that information easily. So I think mm. that's an interesting idea. Perhaps we will see, you know, a, a grav tank or, or maybe a speeder or, or something that, uh, that sort of harkens back to that, you know, the first legion, uh, and their access to, you know, it's established in the fluff that they have access to, uh, uh, weapons that that others do not, so I think they're a perfect candidate for something.
1: That would be uh, very cool. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. But, but it, there's um, also the in the room as well with uh, the
0: next look, isn't it? So maybe it could oh, be, yeah. Don't we have like, grav tech in that as well?
1: That would be pretty cool. Actually, because, I think they would be a pretty awesome, awesome candidate for it. Actually, both yeah, both what you mentioned there with the First Legion and the mechanic, they'd be pretty awesome.
0: Because with dot the job of counting accountant list isn't necessarily true. At is it's just all the different forgers just going deep into the vaults just
2: to build these wacky machines. Yeah. And who's to say that? Who's to say that some far-flung forge world discovers uh, an STC for some new type of battle tank? Right. That. Yeah. That uh, that is not based on Mars. I mean, um. I I wouldn't be mad at that either, as long as it's as long as it's implemented in a way that that doesn't really create waves. I would be fine with, and I think that would be a fairly good uh, way to implement it. A um, Forge world that that uh, came across an STC for a new uh, grav vehicle that you know in modern times has been lost. Uh, if you make it a make it a heresy model, heresy people will play with it and. It'll just be another one of those things that makes the game unique when you compare it to other contemporaries like, you know, standard forty k and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like the thinking. I really do. I think that'll be a very cool idea. Um, I have to say, I did have a selfish, selfish, um, which is quite, quite simply, I'd love to. I'd love to see uh, grav platforms for quad mortars Ooh. and uh, weapons platforms. Just simply to shut the people up and bitch about them being able to get put up in buildings.
0: <laughs> I was just going to see you them on top of the building without driving them up there. eyes.
2: Right?
1: Yeah, it's grab, motherfucker. Get used to it. Okay? Float. It
2: floats. I'll play the Iron Warrior's uh, Chinook helicopter that can just oh. uh, winch, oh. winch things down into the... Precarious tops of ruins and
1: whatnot. <laughs> oh, I think that's why I like the look dirty the That's Yes.
2: That's why I like the looks of the death
0: Corps of Krieg ones because they look like modern day artillery pieces where you see them breaking them down to carry the stuff. Yeah. You could you yeah. can physically see a, a spaceman carrying up this mode over his shoulder in bits. Oh yeah, Once easily to the top of the building.
1: Easily, I just wanted to grab one so I could just point it. Oh, yeah. It flew up. However, <laughs> 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 you're totally logical. Point to go, Because ah! <laughs> I'm obviously, a, I'm, a, I'm a grown adult with grown adult needs, and that's what... <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I love it. I mean, it, it's, it. you know, say it is wishlisting. I'd like, I'd be interested to see what comes. I think you're right with the fact that the First Legion are just an prime candidate for um For something fun and something new, in that respects, that'll fit story-wise, that'll fit um, within the Legion of itself, and have a degree of uh, of making sense. If it's something, I don't know if it's it's a, a an Astartes troop carrier. This is why we haven't seen it in the in the future yet, or maybe we have. We've just seen it. We're now seeing a variation. Who knows? Um But it's just nice, to, you know. It's why it's available to everybody because. The Dark Legion, are, um, or Dark Legion, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> my tongue there. Um, the Dark Angels, sorry, um, are a secretive bunch of bastards and wouldn't share it even if their milk money depended on it.
0: Yeah.
1: So um, you know, I think it. I think it's fair to say that they would. Uh, they would quite happily have uh, have kept that stuff to themselves um, without too much of a problem. So. Yeah, that that's a prime candidate and like, I, I hope that something comes out because it would be it would be pretty fucking cool. Let's be fair. It would be pretty fucking cool if it did. Um
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that book so much. I hate like no offense, uh it's funny, I hate the I hate the First Legion. They are insufferable fuckheads, but the, their background their background's so cool, their their origins are, are so cool and I just want to see how uh, the writing team like approaches fleshing out uh, a Legion that's so secretive and has access to such um, specialized and, uh, you know, unknown uh, tech and, you know, fleshing out the wings more and, yeah. and learning more about the lion. I mean, really, we the lion doesn't feature in too many books. You know, he has no, no, he's, he's he's just a spotlight on him. He's yeah, just he has a spotlight on him. Am I uh, alone? Yeah. So, learning more, because he's he celebrated as being one of the most successful of the Primarchs, right? As far as just yeah. counting, tallying up uh, victories. So, um, yeah, as, as much as I can't stand and sort of roll my eyes at uh, at the First Legion, I'm looking forward to uh, to learning more about them. That's all right.
0: Gilman does that as well when he says. 's going there the crowd doesn't he, he roses ice see any big brothers, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, we'll give them as a tool anyway, but that's just my own. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think that awesome to see that book come out, you know, I look forward to seeing any any new fun stuff to come out, but i think I think that's given us a pretty good good chat through all the sorts of Grav and sort of iconic tech and stuff like that I mean. There, there is part of me that would be interested to see rules for like a, a super heavy grav or something along those lines. Just yeah, because the one, go I'll on.
0: because they will probably try show one in the forty gear. Grav yeah, prob-
1: they probably. They
0: probably.
1: Uh... Oh no, that one could go. That one could go sit on a fucking fence. Um, I cut. No, I don't like that model whatsoever. Nah, no, I'm,
2: I'm um, not keen yeah, on the look of it either.
1: No, it's it just just no. But I'm just thinking about how hilarious it would be with if you didn't have enough stabilization. A fell blade fires off its main battle cannons and it suddenly just propels itself back about half a kilometer, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and then it's like, yeah, now though you fired that far forward, right? Now roll three d six and see how far back you go. Everything else has to make a, you know, it's like being vehicle, like uh, taking a charge from a vehicle. It's like now you're gonna get out of the way. It's like what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that would actually be quite a fun rule, that, like. It would be. Like it? for a big tanks, like when the fire is sealed for the rule but Yeah. Even pretty the
1: trick ones. I, I think that would be pretty fucking hilarious. But again, I I don't want to see it, so I don't want to will it into the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it for fun games. I, w-
2: I don't want to say it for like, properly written it.
1: Yeah. No, I, w- I, w- I think that would be hilarious it'll be a lot of fun to see that but um yeah i think unless you guys have top topic garrett you got anything you want to add in bud or
2: no i uh i um i think we've gone over everything that i wanted to cover um sort of an interesting uh subject and i wanted to hear your guys thoughts and uh, yeah no i'm good
1: spuddy you got anything you want to add bud
2: yeah, no, I'll go. It's been quite an interesting conversation about the, the Grav
1: tech and that. Yeah, I think I think we've I think we may be on the Emperor's Deep Dark, uh Deep State Secret on how to take out the legions with uh, with the whole Grav um you know, the whole Grav being a custody's prime thing and all that jazz. So I think we've done yeah. done the world a service here. Um <laughs> At least that's what I'm open claiming. Open your
2: eyes, people! Open your open, eyes, people! Open <laughs> <sheeple>. This
1: is because <laughs> the emperor's going to turn around and nuke us all with, with the <laughs> stones afterwards. That's what it's all about, man. Um- <laughs> oh dear, that's going to sell off a few conversations somewhere, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> all right, there, guys. Well, before because we're just doing this, like I said, as a one episode, as so a one one shot episode, we're not going to um, take a break now. We're going to wrap it on, and I just want to remind everybody of a. Um, first things first, uh, the weekend just gone on the 7th of September was um, International uh, Duchesne um, Awareness Day, effectively. It was The 7th of September is the, the marked day for Duchesne Awareness. Um, if you're not sure about what I'm talking about, this may be your first episode you've listened to of the podcast, because we are running a raffle to raise money to fight Duchesne muscular dystrophy. We've been doing this now for um, two two months. Uh, two months. We've been doing this for coming on to four years now. Raffle that we've done. Within the next four weeks at scandus Jesus, it's that close, um, we will be doing the live draw. For the winners of our raffle, so um just to give you a quick update on what the raffle is and how it's doing, first things first, the raffle in and of itself, if you buy a ticket via the uh, parental project page, um you do this by donating a sum of thirty five dollars or multiples thereof, you will be entered into a raffle. Um, each thirty five dollars is a single ticket, a single entry. And basically, we then get a list, uh, or Freddie gets emails um, telling him basically about um, who's made a donation in that way. We take those emails, and then we create a whole big long list of everybody who's bought tickets on the multiples. And then what we do is, at the end of Scandus, at the end of our big event, at the end of the year, we do a live draw. And you're in the chance to win one of multiple prizes, including three fully painted 2,500 point heresy armies. We've got a mechanic army, we've got a uh, an Ultramarines army, and we've got a, um, a traitor uh, guard army, or tra- uh, uh, militia army with a Reaver Titan. Uh, those are our three big prizes. We've also got lots of other prizes coming in. Um, friends who are donating stuff in, such as uh, the lovely Henry Steele. He- a Titanicus maniple and um, there's some other prizes going in as well from around uh, copies of the soul book and I can't remember what else we've got. Lots of cool stuff. Um so what I'm saying, what I'm sort of trying to say is go in, get a ticket, you've got a chance to win very awesome for the low price of 35 US. It does happen, don't think you've got to go buy hundreds of tickets. Some of our prizes have been won by people who the last ticket or just randomly bought a single ticket, it happens. You could be a winner. Um, Most importantly, all the money goes directly to the um, parent project, which is the people that we we do this through, and they uh, put it towards the research and fighting um, Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's close to home for Freddie. Um, It's close to home for all of us because it's close to home for Freddie. So if you want more details, uh, go to our Facebook page, go to the events tab. Have a look there. You'll see the raffle, heresy against DMD, and you can have a look for details there. And there's a link to get over to the page to donate. So that that's coming up. That's one thing. Second thing, Scandus.
2: If I can just say uh, quickly, Jody.
1: Oh, you can, sir. By all means, jump in.
2: Um, I'm living proof that
1: <laughs> yes, you, you are. Can
2: win. You can win fantastic stuff uh, participating, um, giving money. Mu- you know, it, it just like you said. It's a fantastic cause. Uh, I'm really proud to be part of a community that's, that's rallied around and raised so much money over the last few years. Um, and yeah, the prizes are awesome. And being somebody who's walked away with a fantastic prize from the raffle, definitely donate. Do not hesitate. Um, you know, you can win. And, and even if you don't, right, like I gave money a couple of years ago. I didn't get anything. It still was the right thing to do because the cause is so important.
1: Yeah. And we can we can only say you think about thirty five US dollars you could pay to you know, to may, maybe maybe just, just for you don't buy that that new box of marines or that uh new book that's out or whatever, you just go, I'm gonna put this somewhere else, put it towards a ticket, and then you've got a chance of winning something worth ten times as much but the money is going to someone and certain so, a cause that it's worth a hundred times of what you So yeah, that's very important. Thank you for that shout. I, do, uh, I was going to call on you, but I completely forgot before I moved on to the next. Um, I will say we have Scandis coming up. Uh, Scandis is sold out. So all places are, are, uh, are taken. However, you will be um, on our Facebook page. Live videos, uh, could, uh, probably done by myself as long as I'm there, and we're going to try and get interviews done. Lots of where you'll be able to see absolute shenanigans going on with the um, the taking of Port Oculus, which is the last part of the series for this year, and we have um, people bringing armies of three and a half thousand, fifteen hundred points on Mortalis to take part in what we hope is going to be another year of absolute ball of fun because we've gone to town as we always do. On coming, up. It's, it's all your favorite um, as well as swag and all around heresy goodness. We do have the lovely JP from the Age of Darkness podcast coming over. Um, so he'll be flying over and uh, he'll be playing, which is going to be awesome. So, um, i got to finally meet the guy. I've missed opportunities to hang out with him, finally hang out with this guy, um, which would be very cool. Um, so we've got that coming up. We've got that. And, um, Garrett, do you want to just give your event one more shout out before we wrap up with the last event?
2: Yeah. So, um, uh, the easiest way to, um, so I would, I would appeal to anybody, uh, in Ontario, uh, uh, Western Quebec, upstate new york uh if you are if you're not aware of the Kitchener Waterloo Horace Heresy group, definitely uh join the group on Facebook. They put on excellent events. It is a long way for me to go down to to Kitchener from where I am. It's a good uh you know six hours, but I have uh, made the trip several times because these guys they, they you know they they do it right they uh they have a strong emphasis on uh painting requirement uh the narrative side of things and uh uh they they put on great events so yeah ne- next weekend september uh, uh 13 14 15 concurrent with um with the rfi weekender uh wargamers camp uh, they're calling it we have uh an event in markdale ontario probably a little late for any listeners to join on i think technically you can uh still buy tickets. so uh like i said if you want to look them up on facebook kitchener waterloo Horace heresy group um and if you miss this one uh you know they have a long history of putting on great events and there will be more events in the future so if you're in that region uh definitely these are guys you want to uh uh follow and, and see what they have planned uh coming up
1: awesome and spuddy you we said again we said it before you're off. which one are you heading out to
2: yeah, I'm heading up to well heading down
0: to uh Company of Legends for me. It's uh Ran by the Empire Lads. So it's my second time going. I went last September I'm
1: going again at the end of the month. Nice. It sounds awesome. It sounds like a lot of fun. And like I said Um and I do have to remember that we don't just have one more event coming up. There's another event I need to shout out. So sorry guys, i a few more seconds. Um so on November second so it's a, pretty much a month after Scandus. We have 30k uh, at BSK, um, and that's, I'm going to murder this, Buros Convent, which is basically a gaming convention in Buros. Um, and it's run by the, the lovely dudes over at 30k Sweden. We're uh, being part of the narrative, and you can see um, the lovely dudes from uh, Don't Lose Your Head podcast there as well. As Nicholas is going up against Freddy, it looks like as far as the, uh, the art is concerned the, um, for the event there. It's going to be a ho- whole lot of fun. Uh, that takes place on the 2nd November. And then the week after that, uh, we have, and we've already done, dropped an episode. we have the Cult of Paint military model taking place in uh, Hegbig in uh, just outside Stockholm, which is our spiritual home, the Varanjan Heresy podcast. Uh, tickets are available via the Cult of Paint website itself. If you've got questions about the location, um places to stay, anything on get in touch. It's gonna to be an amazing course. Um it's gonna cut co- it, you have the opportunity to learn the basics to airbrushing as part of um part of a package if you decide to take that up. That's been run for the course. And then the course itself will take into take you into um lots of realistic um and what's the right way? Weathering uh, textures, effects, ways of just adding more to your models. If that sounds like something for you, get involved. Get in there. Get a ticket. Twelve tickets, I believe. And there are a number of taken up. Just so and try and get them as soon as possible. Well, thank you, lads, for coming on tonight. We greatly appreciate it. We're going to have you back on in a couple of weeks. Second second uh, episode, and we're going to make this a regular thing. Um, so to any of our listeners if you've got any comments about what we talked about drop us to drop them to us on um, Facebook page use the messenger on Facebook uh, and get in touch with us here at the podcast and Spuddy Garrett thank you both for coming on Uh, loved having you guys on for the evening we are going to do this again
2: yeah it's been a lot of fun
0: yeah thanks for having us on
1: it's alright don't worry (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) Your guests, it's fine. I'm just going to say quite simply, it's a good night from me. It's a good night from them. And remember, guys, treat life like 30K. Be anger on in the streets, be fulgrim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the Varangian Heresy Podcast, signing off.